sent for 2064. This is a sativa mix here. Got some Prodigium, we got some Durban Poison, we got some Triple X, and some Super Lemon Haze. Forgot the Ghost Train. Shit. So now it's not going to hit us the same way. But, um, a lot going on in the fucking world. Hmm. From yeah. nude rock over your cock <laughs> photographs to, <laughs> to abortion, yeah. fucking fights, so, right, to shit in the bed. <laughs> from the very local yeah, scale yeah. to the worldwide right, scale. Right, right. <laughs> this growing yep. increase of incidents of naked men frolicking along trails in nature right and other men fixating on it (laughs) (laughs) and women being offended because we don't agree with it (laughs) (laughs) well in other news right Now I'm just gonna be pissed all class or all all, class. all podcast. That'll make it funny though, because she's funny when she's mad, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, some women would say that that is very offensive because that means you guys don't take them seriously when they're mad, and you just find them funny. We don't. I don't take we myself seriously when I'm mad. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying some women. <coughs> But those are the women that would probably be like, he's so brave for posing with a rock over his cock. (laughs) (laughs) He's so vulnerable. Such a vulnerable position to be in. Yeah, I mean, I think in America, people are just sometimes very um, susceptible and prude. (laughs) Right. Well, so I haven't heard it, that word in a while. Prude. So in Italy, is it common for guys to, like, do they just hold, like, a slice of pizza in front of their dick on a regular basis? Actually, or? a word for dick is pizza in Italy. Really? What? Yeah. See, yeah, no thanks. I heard they didn't have pizza. So the gay guys are like, let's go get some pizza. This changes what pizza gate was yeah, in a major way. I need sausage right. pizza. Right. <laughs> So if, if I'm like, man, I'm craving pizza. Sausage is also another word. Right. Well, that's, that's a word. Ever. An obvious. Yeah. Right. But like some pizzas are like floppy and stuff. So. Ah, okay. So you it, don't want a pizza then. Well, no, some of them are not floppy. Okay. Like I mean, a, like a thin I'm crust, just saying like, like it represents style. a different. Is there uh, another <laughs> word for pizza now that we can use? Eric will never eat pizza because now it's too gay. It's too gay. Uh, I thought pizza didn't exist in Italy. Like, that was an American Italian food. Pizza is entirely Italian. Is it? Okay. Is it better there? Is it, like, different? It's just those motherfuckers don't (laughs) fry pineapple on their pizza. Mm -hmm. They have deep fried pizza. They don't know what real pizza is. Deep fried pizza? It's like a, a traditional thing there. Like they take the whole pizza? They deep fry the dough and then they top and then, it and then ooh. they like, sl- they really? Deep like fried bake dough? it a little bit after yeah, that. From where? 
Huh? She's doubting you. <laughs> From, no, I'm not doubting. The thing is, I mean, I haven't <laughs> no, been the, everywhere in... This one's that. mine, guys. I don't know. Um, I want to say the lady said Deville. she was from South Naples in the video that it's I was watching, skinny. but I can't remember for sure. Is that sound right? Naples? South Naples? I don't Naples? know, because like in Naples, Neapolitan pizza that I know of is It was like, like a very specific region, though. It wasn't like a widespread thing. It's... Um, but the, the video I watched, they said it dated back like as far as pizza went. They were deep frying it. I don't know. I, I mean... traditionally in... Um, I know that every place in Italy, every region has like their own specific kind of pizza. What do so Italians there's different styles. Think of pineapple on their pizza. Um, I can tell <laughs> you that they say, why do you have to put fruit on a pizza? You can eat fruit by itself. It's really? good the way it is. And pizza is good the way it is. Yeah, but we all know I've done that argument. I've, I've been the one to say... Tomatoes are fruit, <laughs> and they've all looked at me with um, disdain. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. They just like to keep their savories. They just sweet. They just apart. think. I think they take pride in what they do, and so when other countries take something that they've done and do something that is very out of the ordinary. It's the American way, right? We yeah. take everything. Some some Italians say, "Why do Americans do have to ruin everything?" Change it. Someone's volume's all the way down. How about that? Check, check, check. Check, check. Who knows? Someone's isn't even working. Check your cords. There we go. Right? Is yeah. that coming on now? Is that mine or is that? Maybe it's me. I just wasn't talking. <laughs> Like, why is this one not working? Because I'm not talking. <laughs> um, yeah. Isn't that funny, though, how, like, this is what I think is great about our culture is that we don't really have a whole lot of culture, long-standing culture. So when things come here, I think oftentimes they, uh, I don't know if it's better or worse, but they certainly go into a very, like, um, usable direction you know what i'm saying it's still i, a very I think it's applicable. both i think america makes everything better and worse <laughs> that's, yeah. that's actually a very yeah. great way to put it right yeah. like in some ways they take uh they take african music and stuff from jamaica and they turn it into fucking rock and blues yeah. or whatever but at the same time i feel like it's because we like to gamble people, and people take really big risks with things so mm. then you get you get either really high highs or you get these really low lows. I don't know. I don't know. Some things that some Italians have told me over the years are, why do they always have to go so big? Like, right. why Very does flashy, it have to be so yeah. flashy, yeah. so um, extreme? But or... at the same time, we're fucking dirty. Like, compared to Italy, yeah. we don't dress well. Dudes, like, wear no, sweatpants. No, but your you streets know I mean? are... And, like, don't take pictures of rocks over our... <laughs> Uh, street, but gonna, like, but like, there's this is gonna be the Barry comment of the podcast. See, you wanted Barry. This is Barry. It's just a little I'm different. I'm proud now. It's gonna keep popping in there. I'm proud. You guys have moved on. You're able to finally we talk about, about it. This the other day, and I was gonna edit. I'm, uh, never mind. I'm just gonna do it, and then it's gonna happen. So never mind. Well, so anyway, I think. 
that the idea is that Americans like to show off a lot. Mm. But they also like watch all of our movies, right? Yeah. Like listen to the music. Yeah. I mean, but they have their own production as Mm -hmm. well. Like I'm just talking for Italy Mm -hmm. now. Like I've, there's a lot of shows. There's a lot of movies. There's. Mm -hmm. When you were there, were you watching like as mostly Italian stuff? Did you Um, say there's Ninja Turtles in Italian? Yeah, there was. I wasn't really allowed to watch a lot of that Hmm. or Dragon Ball Z, but I. Wait, was that overdubbed in Italian? Everything. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have The Simpsons. They have Family Guy. Family Guy is called Igrifin. They go just by the last name. Mm. With, <laughs> uh, what else? I got one more question. Yeah. Did they overdub Dragon Ball Z in a at in an Asian accent no. in Italian? No. That'd be funny. That's what I did. Yeah, that. Yeah. But it is your typical like <clears throat> anime vo- or cartoon anime voice that I mean you would eventually start recognizing the voices of the people who dubbed them mm-hmm. it's just like that because with a lot of, of, of yeah. anime like a good anime movie a lot of times has famous actors in it like all the Ghibli movies have famous people yeah if other people from <laughs> other parts of the world learn Italian do they have different accents yes do you can yes you can tell. So, so you can have an Australian accent, someone speaking Italian in with an Australian accent. Is that yeah. what you're asking? Yeah, it's pretty tricky. Well, <laughs> and it's not like I was thinking about like a Chinese person. That it's was like a translated. Italian, it's like. just yeah. because of based on the sounds mm. that they have to make. Uh-huh. If you have because the language that you learn, your muscles are developed a certain way, like your shape, your mouth shape, everything is mm. changes as you talk a language and when you have to especially from when when you're a child yeah Yeah. and then if you have to as an adult speak a completely (laughs) different language you have some specific difficulties based on the language that you've spoken so someone who's american like we can't click like the fucking uh, people in africa or whatever (laughs) that one swahili or whatever um (laughs) yeah i forget what they're called But so like an American might learn Italian or have different difficulties in learning Italian, whereas someone from, say, I don't know, um, Asia might have different difficulties Mm. while learning this But then it's also like hearing it too, though, right? Because there's tonal ranges. Especially, I've noticed that with, you know, like either that heavy like kind of sound or Mm -hmm. like, you know, a a lot of Asian, you know, cultures, they they have really kind of high tonals and and then sounds that we don't make it's hard to even distinguish like where a word starts and stops Mm -hmm. sometimes like with like chinese or something like that yeah yeah sometimes yeah it seems like it's long you know like you're like oh i would have said that in three words i was listening to portuguese the other day and i was trying to just see if i could understand as much as i could Mm. based on Knowing Italian, English, and a little like I did French in elementary school. Mm. So Spanish and French combined. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of like a combination of things. But without context, though, don't you think it's harder to figure that out than if you were on scene? You know, you're on the scene, and you know, sixty percent of language or whatever is. Yeah, you know, right? Expression, yeah. yeah, context, yeah, whatever percentage, yeah. 
Yeah. But I was just trying to listen to the sounds and see if I could tap into, like what you were saying, it's hard to know where a word begins and starts. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to see that. But it definitely helps when you're listening and reading what they're saying. So like if you have mm-hmm. subtitles, it's can, a whole lot easier know, to hear cool to what, you, what they're saying. Yeah. Even though they're often not right, though. You know, they're, no. Yeah. Or, or it's hard to tell what word would be the word. Right. You know, but like it, it helps clip they, some of they this. They said automobile, but which... Sound was well. Audible. No, I don't mean you know like I mean? a translation. I mean like yeah. a direct transcript of what they're saying. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. It helps you when you read the word and you're listening to it. You mm-hmm. identify it better, and you yeah. can tell in a sentence how it goes and how it would start mm-hmm. connecting. So, what, so, how long have you known English for? Um. Well, I had an ESL teacher in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um. So do you? But my uh, dad spoke. He never really truly spoke Italian. So mm-hmm. he did speak English with me, but he also wasn't around a whole lot. So it was, oh, it, my English is very choppy. Like, so you grew up with Italian, mm-hmm. and then over time English, but pretty young. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty, and now you fluidly go in, in between each one. Mostly. Right. Italian is starting to, you Do know, you like dream? dream? Yeah, do you dream yeah, in both, or do yeah. you like? I don't know. Yeah. I've yeah. had that question asked so many times, yeah. and I don't think it's, necessarily right. language i i remember when, dreaming I mean, in both languages I mean, can you dream though just in like a, having thoughts in your you know head, go from it? english to well i Italian. feel like that's like lucid dreaming but yeah i'd have to be aware of my dreaming i wonder if you could understand that you know what i'm saying like if when if you someone remember was talking it. to you if i could talk to you and i could speak english and spanish and you know what i'm saying and just talk in and out of them mm. like interchangeably I mean, mm-hmm. like i wonder if you could like one conversation like one sentence uh-huh. you use both italian and english yeah. or is that yeah. what you're saying i, mean, uh-huh. people do I that. do that all yeah. the time so, i used to yeah. do that with nakuisi you know what's weird my sister um when i was a kid and we were growing up we used to always speak italian nakuisi mm-hmm. and i grew up speaking italian to each other and then when we moved to the states it was really weird for us to start to speaking English between English each other. Between, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, now it's really weird for us yeah. to use Italian because we've it's transitioned so and yeah. it's been so long. Right. But we still do. It's so how just, about at the peak when both were at perfect balance? Like you, had, you, you were the best at both? Like he's saying, would you think... Would, yeah. you, would, uh, would you think in one? Did a shift happen in your own mind when you're there thinking? There are definitely you know I mean? there's like, a we, shift. We think in language there, a lot. There's times where you find yourself thinking <laughs> yes. Italian Yes, like I use Italian sometimes for specific things in my head. So if I need help counting something or, um, mm. I don't know, it's just like creating a specific mental visual to help me carry out a physical task, I will use Italian. I can't remember right now what I did it for, mm-hmm. but it just happens. It's interesting that like when you knew both really, really well, equally or whatever, um, and then you see a, a vase, like w- I wonder how the brain's deciding which word to use. Like, or if you, you're Where thinking of a word, let's say. Yeah, like what's that one thing called in your head? You know, you're like, oh, what's that thing you put flowers oh, there's in? There's always things. I, it, does the there, brain put vase or? Sometimes you know, I'm vasile. like, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> vaso is vaso. I can't remember. I can't. So when I can't remember a word, it'll either my mind is completely blank or I will think of it only in Italian. I'm like, dang it, how do you say that word in English, in English right now? And right. I can't. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, there's roots and things that I can use and 
just like mm-hmm. roots of the words that helps me remember but sometimes about, the words are completely I don't different know how, like boring this is getting like just the saying on this but like <laughs> when um uh you know there's some words i bet you use and you're like oh that's interesting how in italian that word also means this and so that in the same like way like a different meaning or yeah, a same meaning the same meaning but like from a different angle like when you look up the etymology of a mm-hmm. word and it's like oh you mm-hmm. know it also means this and you're like oh that's interesting and then you can kind of make sense of what the idea is yeah you got a bigger view of what yes. the idea is uh, yeah you know? um, <clears throat> and sometimes there's like words so I I, can't, I know what you're saying and it does it is true I do find myself um, having a better insight on like when I'm reading something because in English and it's like a word and the Italian version is basically similar sounding right written and in definition but in Italian they use it in a slightly different context right. as well um, it's yeah that's true it's like a different level of Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a different way of reading in between the lines. Yeah, like I had one recently. Like we've talked a lot about the word passion because you've liked the idea. You use the word find your passion or follow your passion, right? We've talked about that, mm-hmm. like what that means. And then I heard recently, I've been just thinking about like the religious view of the word. They say the passions. Mm-hmm. So hunger, sex, uh, desire. Yeah, I mean, it's like a thing of the body that's that you kind have of like to the deal primal. with. Yeah, but it's something you have to deal with. Like mm-hmm. the civilized part of you has to like, you know, get in order, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta like civilize your sexual drives to like have a good relationship or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I heard the other day that suffering also, or suffering, <laughs> passion means suffering. Like that's one of the definitions of it. And so then all of a sudden you start to get an idea like, what does that word mean? You know, because. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it does cover an idea, but it's just it's interesting how it's not random. Even even though an idea may have evolved, like maybe, you know, Christians back in the day they'd say passion and it meant like that. But nowadays we more use it like like you're using it, like your passion for life, your passion for art or something like that. Um, but you still when you see the other definitions of it, you know, be it old or from another culture or language or whatever, then it's like, oh, you can understand the idea better. Like what that word's getting at. Because every word is just a symbol of some idea that we're trying to get at, you know, some aspect of the world. And then we use this word to represent that aspect. You know what I mean? So the better you understand the word, the better you maybe could understand what it's but trying to But then there's say. also times where I've had something like that happen, but due to culture, it does have a different meaning. And so mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that it adds yeah, to that definition it to it. yeah. it's just mm-hmm. a completely just different yeah and that, yeah. like i've had moments like that when people have used words and, and you're like that's weird and i'm like i would never use it that yeah <laughs> or maybe there's just some yeah. misunderstanding because yeah. i perceive it as something slightly mm-hmm. different but it's just like yeah. it doesn't happen a whole lot um yeah there are some like fancy words in American English that you don't see all the time and mm-hmm. some people are like what does this word mean I'm like right away I know what it means because of Italian right. it looks yeah. it has like a Latin or it's like Italian a history root. of words and how, how much of this is like just what's going on with people in general in the mm-hmm. world today like mm-hmm. of just because yep. she did, I, this is why I find this fascinating because I just think about times when 
I was speaking Spanish a lot more in my life. Hmm. I feel like my thoughts were different because I was thinking in a relatable context to, like specifically when I worked in kitchens, I spoke a lot of Spanish because I had to communicate with the people around me. And I would find myself having hmm. like- Did you grow up with both? Yeah, you my grandparents you? spoke it to me all the time. And like my parents were even like, like my mom was kind of weird about it because my grandpa cut that generation off from it. He, he wanted to kind of whitewash the family because he thought that Latinos had a bad, um, might have a hard time in America at that time. And uh, and then with See, us... See, my parents were like that too. They didn't teach us yeah. until when they wanted to. We were already like, I want to learn Spanish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At that point, you just mm-hmm. want to fuck off and be a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so we didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So my mom, her, and her brothers didn't learn it at all, and then they taught it to us growing up. And I spoke it fluently until I was about ten years old, probably, and then just it was one of those things where I didn't speak it enough, and it just slowly faded over time, and then. Um, yeah, and then when I got into my 20s, I, I had to, like, kind of relearn it to work in kitchens with all these, like, literally had several, uh, probably, like, five-year span where all of my coworkers didn't speak uh, more than, like, uh, maybe 50 words of English. Right. So it was, you know, I had to learn to speak to Yeah, them. you can really submerge yourself in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the, probably the only way to really learn. And I, but I would find myself always thinking about food in Spanish, though. So, like, I would even just be in with friends and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, my, yeah. I would start so if you think, saying the right. Spanish all words. Your, like all your Spanish is around food. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> seriously. He always talks about food. It was just food and kitchen talk. Like, that was it. And I had slang words for, like, insults and things. So, yeah. But. Do you ever, like, find yourself speaking in English and then your brain just for some reason switches one of the words that you're saying mid-sentence in uh, it used Spanish? To it doesn't happen, you know, often anymore. But, yeah, for sure. I, I still have that happen. That. Or, like, it's like a reaction and I just say in Italian and not think about Do it. Do you think that that happens more, though, with somebody who's, like, because you were raised in both cultures. You didn't really learn one. Afterwards. You, you know what I'm saying? Afterwards. So like, but I as feel somebody like you who, were raised. Well, okay. You probably, I, I lived there. Yeah. A so, lot. so yeah. do you think that for somebody who's raised in both cultures, right? It's much easier for that process to occur than for somebody who, let's say, you know, I go and, you know, go away for however long and learn a language at a country where you're still submersed in it and you can like interact with it. But, so I have a question. Yeah. Sorry, because this is a perfect example of some things that you said it is easier for that to occur. What? That you might mess up mid-sentence yeah, that you and would, switch? that you would have okay. those kind so of So using like, the word easier, like switches. if I translated mm-hmm. your sentence in Italian, mm-hmm. uh, facile, if it would give a, like a slightly different tone mm-hmm. because it would mean like it's more intentional. Mm-hmm. When you use the adjective easier mm-hmm. in Italian in that sentence, it means like intentional. Um, as mm. opposed, the way we would structure that is, for example, um, would it uh, happen to occur mm-hmm. more easily or more, you know, like often? Like right. it would be a more convoluted way is that to where, say like- I've seen you want to punch me in the face sometimes because of just a, com- a misunderstanding. I say something and you're like looking at me like, motherfucker. 
But that, um, I mean, that explains a lot of things, time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definition of what you're saying. Yeah, <clears throat> there we go. That goes back to, you know, yeah. what you were saying. There's a lot of the misunderstandings right yep. there. With globalization, I mean, that's bound to happen. Everybody is like projecting their perception of said thing mm-hmm. into one place and pretending it's all coming from the same perspective. Mm -hmm. For sure. But isn't that funny, though, when we go back to easier? Because there's so many different ways you could think about that, right? How many, like, um, meanings there are to just Mm -hmm. that, you you know, how the misunderstandings. Because in my mind, what I'm saying is there's less friction for that to happen. Mm-hmm. It, it's more likely to occur. So it is kind of the right? same definition. It is because kind of the it, same, but there's like a just, fine line. You know, but it's close. Yeah. Not like it's easier for you to make a mistake. You know, right? Or, no, but it's just. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe easier means that. Mm-hmm. Like it's easier to. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like the world sets itself up well, in so such a way that it's easier for a ball of? to fall to roll down mm-hmm. than up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something like that. You know, because just just like the world's just that way, so it's easier. Kind of just means there's less friction. Mm-hmm. You know, there's less. I don't have to work. I don't have to walk, climb up a hill. I but also fall down at the same time, <laughs> the origin of the word facile mm-hmm. um, is similar to facilitate. To make happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that is slightly different from, mm-hmm. but it's still similar to the word easier. Yeah, interesting. Because facilitating mm-hmm. makes it easier. So right. yeah. does easier like isn't it funny though how you can have the the positive and the negative behind it as well because easier could be a very positive thing it could also be a really negative I don't thing like it when like same. my kid students say it uh-huh. I want to do something easier yeah then I'm like oh that you're just afraid shows a and, different and lazy. like energy to it. <laughs> but yeah, if you yeah, do yeah. it easy so like in jujitsu right if for instance you want to struggle right you want to be fucking ground out, go through all of that. But then when you see somebody that fucking makes it look easy and they do it the easy way versus, oh, mm-hmm. you're going through all of that mm-hmm. to get the submission, you're getting your ass fucking kicked, mm-hmm. even though you still win. They're like more efficient. And then you see somebody who just, and they get it. Yeah. And then it's got a real positive connotation to it. Right. It's it's like almost at an elite level. It's almost like they're doing the right thing. You can almost put that thing on it. Because when you do the right 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 thing, using timing and positioning and, you know, that's easier. You don't have to fight the circumstances. But it's also, again, at at a much higher, you know, place of. Right. We look at the easy route at the same time could be like, oh, you're just trying to take the easy route. You fucking lazy motherfucker. Or it's, yeah. or yeah. it's like, easy. God damn, man, that yeah. person fucking. Well, I'm just so good that I route. know exactly how to take the easy route for every <laughs> single. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So think about then, you know, I don't know. Is that the same in Italian? Do you have that same range of, you know, like. Oh, for sure. Difficulty I would say, in the language. Because um, even here, like, yeah. what if you, you did, like, suit and loot? You know it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They, they're they both the same sound. We don't say suit, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Or the spelling. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's so, a weird convention. So yeah. does that still happen in Italian that same way? Like, were they... Like, not yeah, as we're going to make all these words sound the same, but... <laughs> no, okay, so <laughs> not as... There are some, you know, exceptions and rules that you just have to memorize. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, because there's yeah, grammar is just like a bunch of rules. But they have mm-hmm. a set of rules for everything. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes a word comes from another language, so then it's spelled differently. And then and yeah. then we pronounce it a certain way, and and then that breaks. the For rule, example, you know? to scan in Italian, mm-hmm. we've used the word like scanning a document, scannerizzare. It just became we like. Short, a sentence? Like, it's a sentence? No, no, it's oh. a word. It's okay. scannerizzare, to scan. To scan. Right, as I mean, it's kind of like a, a sentence and made into one word. To, well, no. That, <laughs> it's a verb. It's a verb, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <you're right>. <laughs> <laughs> a verb would be in a, a thing. <laughs> and a um, no, but, so when, I don't know, like one of the things that I found out when I was in Milan a few years ago, I was teaching English to um, just people who work there and they most of them did not want to write down like do like book homework or whatever but at the same time most of them had a, a very basic idea of English um, they wanted to just practice talking they just wanted to talk I would just spend time giving them like sometimes I would say all right um, I would pick some material for them to either read or listen to or watch in you know over the week and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. we would talk about it in mm-hmm. english only and then whenever we would come across like certain things we would get into maybe mm-hmm. some detail about right. the grammar or whatever I was, yeah i was but, just reading in that uh that brett <coughs> weinstein book the hunter gatherer's guide to the 21st century saying that like how how new school and teaching is and that it's like, you know, it's younger. I mean, it's super young. Uh, and there's cultures that actually look down on teaching, right? Because they want you to learn it yourself. So they gave some example of like people diving for like abalone mm-hmm. in some tribe or something. And some kid would ask the mom and the mom would be like, no, you got to just, you know, you got to do that yourself. This is my abalone. You can't have mine. And it, it was something like that, like well, because there's value, mean, right? You know, and, how they framed it. Yeah, yeah, taking initiative and right. Yeah, you got to take the initiative. You got to learn it yourself. You got to go through it. You can't yeah. be taught. Almost is the other thought. You know, we you were know? we were talking about this today a little bit, and here's the thing. I think, you know, you don't want somebody to like waste as much time as you wasted in the you know, bullshittery of something, right? right. But you still want them to struggle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I think as teachers, instructors, um, my my thought was always that one of the things I'm trying to do is reduce the amount of time you got to stay in that. You know, you want somebody to have to go through getting smashed, right? Right. But here's the interesting, like, uh, paradox about Mm -hmm. it, is because you're helping, Mm -hmm. Then they become dependent on you. Well, see, no, yeah, see, I mean, this is what like... this is what I think. No, because what what I see myself as is an orchestrator of the environment. So right, right. this is an environment, just like you, they're going to have to leave here and go but, to a different okay. environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got to you've got to receive what you can from the environment. What I'm doing is I'm just presenting it in different manners. In so, but one reason, of those, you're going to make a connection. Just so we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. The, the reason I'm saying that is like when I think of guitar students, yeah. and certain ones will learn things themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then other ones, 
I'm like, here's the thing you need. Uh, you know, next week, uh, you know, I need help or whatever. Sure. You know, but, and they just like is, won't do it on so themselves. So this is so, the American way, though, so right? I, let, let me just I'll just finish the idea. So in a sense, they're dependent on me. Yeah. And even like some good, some of my like some like good older students. Right. Um, I'm like a I'm a crutch. I'm sure. like shit. You need to you won't you won't do it on your own. Well, you know, and and they just won't. Right. And, but you know but I mean? here's so the that, thing, though, the right? Thing. I mean, with that, again. The crutch is important. Going back to the whole, we were talking about the American way of doing things. But look how much further we've taken jujitsu, right? But we didn't create it. We didn't have that. We needed a crutch. We needed the Japanese and then the Brazilians to take it. And then for us to be like, oh, now let's fucking take this thing. And, you know. Would you say, though, that the key in ensuring that they don't become so dependent is setting specific boundaries? Within well, well, for the sure. environment, otherwise that, they're just going to like. Yeah, you you don't want them to rely on you, but again, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get them along quicker because it, look at jujitsu. You know, when you look at, uh, I think Eddie Bravo and Dean Lister are probably two of the most um, like profound influences in mm-hmm. the American push in jujitsu, right? Because it was very heavily as as rightly it should have been you know on the brazilian side um and it was those guys who kind of crossed those barriers and you know started to change ideas and come up with different methods and they were scorned for a while at least eddie bravo was and then you see guys now like danahauer with his guys and i know danahauer is not you know he's from new zealand but his approach is that very take this now and run with it right and so in a short amount of time what he's done with it took a long time for it to get up to that point you know what i'm saying so what he did was he took the innovation the application of it from you could say the samurai days when it was called like yori kumiuchi right which was grappling in armor you know attacking the joints to where it went to the judo phase to where it went to you know um brazil essentially right and that was a long period of time and what danahauer's done you know and this kind of new uh, you know approach has you know mm-hmm. just like taking those innovations and that, taking that, them so much further in such a condensed that whole story sound, sounds more to me like evolution rather than like teaching but like, i think like that's it what it is like, is an like, evolution of it yeah because right? it's like you got brazilians and they because everything when things get global everything's a hybrid right so brazilians they're in brazil doing it mm-hmm. and it's that and then some of them come here yep and so even they changed a little bit right and so when uh jacques uh, what was his name uh those guys uh, See, I don't know the history of Machado, like those dudes, right? Mm-hmm. They're like a little American, mm-hmm. a little. Well, they you know were I mean? they were then, more so than right. You and know, then it's and then like it's the Gracies. and then it's Bravo, mm-hmm. and then and then somehow that gets shipped uh, culturally to New Zealand. Well, Danahauer was out here, you know, okay, he was well, already influenced right. in that. But you know what I'm saying? Manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't get the whole story yeah. about how it works, but it's like all these. So it was reminding me of like music, and how again how. You know, cultures from Africa meet uh, Irish folk music. Right, but if the cultures from Africa didn't teach the next culture and they had to figure out how to play African music on their own, Mm -hmm. then that's as far as they get with it typically, 
they wouldn't really get much further. They'd be like, well, well it's an interesting point. It might I mean, have evolved so, sooner. Because, uh, I mean, like, both things are happening at once, right. obviously. Like, the fathers <laughs> teach son or the parents right. teach and kids. And then also kids just mimic you know yeah, like that's mimicry. another thing like I saw some some crazy uh, that uh, that documentary I was talking to you about Bella Fleck and he goes and falls the history of the banjo remember Did I, I, then I sent it to you I think I said whatever I don't think so <laughs> no I'm pretty sure that was that we were talking about it. anyway um <laughs> no okay um what was I saying? Oh, there was like one scene where there's like this crazy marimba, like that they have to like haul in. It's huge, you know. It lays on the ground, giant pieces of wood for each, like, you know. Is it a percussive? Yeah, it's like a it's like a wooden xylophone. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's and it's like giant, cool. you know. And yeah, some of the pieces I think were like that wide piece of wood, you know, you know, and the whole thing's long, like a giant piano. Does it? And do I, you stand? People sit around it. Okay. You know what I mean? And then. Everybody has there's different roles for low register and high, you know that kind of stuff and um, and and so everybody sits around. Oh, it. so there's multiple people yeah, playing on it. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and then there's like kids around, and they're just absorbing it because in some sense, being a you know slightly trained Western musician, I, in some sense I don't totally understand it. You like you hear it as the sound. But sometimes it's hard for me to pick out like what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But that kid, there's this baby there that's like two years old, and it's is picking up those patterns and stuff. Just like you know, they don't even need to teach it. Is right. the point? Like it's just like you're inside the environment. Like you're saying, you're just in it, and then you just that's just what you do. You know. But I see the other side of it, like in India, when maybe it's like there's so when things get technical. Yeah, I mean, because Indian music's like super mm-hmm. technical. It's not folk music. Mm-hmm. Not that folk music isn't technical, but there's something about it when it becomes like academic classical music. That's how it is in India. It's like it's like their Beethoven and stuff like that. It's classical, and there's and then you know people are sent away. Like they send a kid to their guru. This is in music too. When they're six, seven years old, and they live with them. Definitely back in the past. Now they, I think they'll live with them that for the summers sketches. and shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but the kids will like clean the house. Like I know one dude who like lived with his his. Uh, but these guys are regular dudes that are just badass musicians. So it's not like spiritual gurus, even though the music is inherently spiritual. Anyway, um, long long story short, uh, just to how technical it is and how much um, teaching there is with that style. There's mm-hmm. a ton. I mean, the teaching is intense. You know, intense. But you know, I actually heard this other guy saying that. Um, a lot of what he learned, I think he this dude stayed with his, you know, teacher and lived there. And at first, the teacher wouldn't even teach him. And all he did was carry water and mop floors and stuff. And he had to all, prove it. It was like an old yeah, some martial arts shit, totally. kung fu. It's like um, discipline. Yeah, yeah. And then, but he's hearing it all the time because mm-hmm. he's. The, but that's the Miyagi way. The, he's yeah, like, uh-huh. he's doing it. He's teaching yeah. it. He's teaching his ear. And then the right. students like. Why don't you teach me? And he's right. like, yeah. listen to this sound. Right. See, you know what it is. <laughs> you know, there's, right? this, there's this method. There's this method called the Suzuki uh, violin method, uh-huh. and it's a fucking trip. Like, what they do is they give a pregnant mom a violin, or she hasn't even had a kid yet, and she studies the same songs that the kid's gonna learn when it's Wait born. Wait a second, is this where do they play while they're giving birth to? I don't know if it's during, but I they definitely... saw one of those uh-huh. clips of that trip. Okay, this one was... They play Someone was while playing the, a violin while surgery. 
Did you I see saw that, that too. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. You know, they used to give they used to have music at like dentists, like way back in the day to help with pain. They would have like a traveling Damn. band with the dentists or whatever. <laughs> was <laughs> but, that back when they used to have like the observatory was, people would watch from? No, nah, I think it was like Greek. It was like Greek <laughs> or like a full like, show. <laughs> 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 right, they're like, sitting in the seats anyway, <laughs> okay. Twizzlers and shit. Um, but what was I saying? Uh, yeah, the Suzuki method. <laughs> so the pregnant mom plays the violin while the kid's in the womb. And so the kid is hearing the music just all the time. And there's like a set of songs that they learn. And so those songs the kid is then going to learn. So then the kid's born. And now the mom keeps playing. And you never start to teach the kid until the kid takes the violin. You know, you never say till it associates the that it wants it. Yeah, yeah. So that's when you start teaching it. And I, I even heard, you know, this other. Um, it was, I think it was one of the Rolling Stones. One of those dudes had a son, and he had guitars on the wall, and and he he wouldn't teach his son anything until one day his son had to like get grab a chair and push it to like reach to get mm-hmm. the guitar off it's the wall. It's like inverse psychology, complete yeah. manipulation. Yeah, so, yeah right. Yeah. yeah. And then he in a positive it, yeah. way, manipulation. <laughs> hey, let me. Here's another cool another thing cool about yeah, manipulation. Okay. Uh, okay. Depends how you use it. In Italian, <clears throat> manipolare means to manipulate, like clay, clay or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or to manipulate. A situation mm-hmm. but like it has <laughs> not always a negative connotation and I don't think right. all manipulation right. is negative I think it's I how know. we learn I'd, and grow I up say and, all the time to yeah. women in jiu-jitsu it's like man you got to use your powers for some reason it feels is, like it's a backhanded compliment but it, it is but you got to take whatever backhanded compliments mm-hmm. I mean Telling somebody, yeah. like, this is, like, one of the biggest jujitsu backhanded compliments that you give somebody is, like, you know, oh, man, you feel really strong on the ground, right? Because that's... Because their technique sucks. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it used to be. But yeah. I, I had one guy tell me one time, he's, like, um, you know, he was, I don't know, if he was one one or two ranks higher than me, and I was this is the day that, you know, or the time that I was hunting Kimuras all the time, and... uh I caught him in a Kimura and he was all pissed and he's like, well, anybody can be fucking strong. And, you know, I'm probably 20 years older than this fucking guy at this point in time. And I'm like, well, fuck, dude, you're not. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if anybody can do it, then why don't you be strong? Um, You know, because when you're learning it, jujitsu is a long process, right? And the thing about it is, fuck, you're never going to hurt yourself by being strong. You're only going to hurt yourself by you know, only using strength, but you get your body strong, you get your, you know, yourself powerful like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be fucking, mm-hmm. but that's know, because arm. you manipulated yourself, the clay of yourself <laughs> yeah. to get strong. You know what I'm the clay of yourself <laughs> is going to be so focused on this clay. <laughs> title of this episode, clay of yourself. Well, you know what you do in a situation and when you're with people, you're doing things to make the situation easier. You're you manipulating are. it. You want because you want tact. You know what I mean. You want it yeah. to go well, like you know. You want to facilitate, yeah. dude. Ryan's good. So what I do is I try to wear him out. I'm like fucking, mm. you know, because he's heavy as fuck. So it's like I want to make. I want it to be an easy, right? You know, right. You fucking it. deal. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah. 
manipulating the environment to help learn, yeah, grow, or straight up manipulating your partner. I mean, or destruction, yeah, yeah. So, the opposite okay. of growing. What's the opposite of growing? Dying, stagnation, Dying. or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either right. Yeah, it's either staying still or mm-hmm. going the other way. Devolution. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be evolution. If you put D in front of it, then the opposite of devolution is evolution, and vice versa. Well, and that's yeah, that's growing, right? Yeah. In the same context. Mm-hmm. I was just looking for the exact opposite. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just what I'm a word. I like language. Yeah, I, word, right? word, I like language. Opposite of living? evolution of growing, growing, yeah. growing. Yeah. Uh, be dying, right? No, no, because that's living, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like it doesn't have to be alive. Shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that would be expanding. <laughs> no. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Leave it in the comments. Somebody look it up. Look it up. <laughs> I'll look it up. You know, another interesting thing about language is like um, if you think about like uh, Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris in their arguments, right? Mm-hmm. That they don't even understand what each other are saying. So it's hard to even meet to like have a conversation, especially the more someone thinks differently than you, mm-hmm. you would have to have so many conversations just to understand what they mean when they say that one thing that they keep saying. Because right. context like, yeah. is more than just like the actual, the actual context words. of yeah. the words. Uh-huh. It's yeah. also person and their mm-hmm. history. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I think social media is the way that it is. Because it's yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time in history where you have so no many context. people of different cultures and subcultures and micro mm-hmm. subcultures that that are all have, have meeting like because like you have your one. own dialogue just with your yeah. own friends right? right where you guys kind of have your own language and you know you what understand. you mean right. i feel like we have our own language here in the school yeah. there's like yeah. a language between the four of us mm-hmm. there's like a language with me and my family you know what i mean and it's yeah and it's like only you understand all those right. little different and especially in text even in text yeah, yeah when your friend short. you don't even sometimes know what your friend means yeah when yeah it's in text. sometimes people like, i've known my whole life yeah, i'm like what the what fuck that are you like fuck about? you too <laughs> yeah are you being a dick today that's so that's so true though like everybody's meeting at a place where they would never meet yeah you know what i mean like and then it's all through a text. brand new form of media. Yeah. And then if it's political, you're already wanting to be pissed off mm-hmm. about something. You can look at right. somebody's profile and mm-hmm. read a bunch of, like, see their pictures and shit. And you just make up a whole yeah. narrative in your mind about projecting. who this person is. And then the thing how you only talk to people who, like, you can find someone online who plays reggae music mm-hmm. and skates yeah. and fucking, you can find, like, I've seen my double sometimes. I'm like, this is fucking weird. I thought, I, you know what I mean? Like, they'd <laughs> like the same thing. They're into this, they're into that. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I thought I was original. But you can, and, and that's, what, that's what happens online is everybody kind of congregates into the more and more like them. You know what I mean? Because um, you can choose your friends online and you can block whoever you want. You know what I mean? So then that's what everything, and that's more and more extreme is also just more and more like separated. 
Yeah. Right? And everybody's like, just misunderstanding. Everybody's misunderstanding. And then why do we even have to say stuff about <laughs> every goddamn situation? You know what I mean? Like, why does everybody have an opinion? Why are we talking about, you know what I mean? Just because really all that happened when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock was a guy slapped another guy on a stage somewhere one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what happened. Yet now it's this like worldwide fucking thing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it's because it matters. Who did? But don't right, you think right. that that's where, where did? Yeah, you know, people's, you know, have been so inundated with just so much shit that, like, that is actually entertainment for them to look at the yeah. uh-huh. the miseries. And, I was, of and, and I'll be honest, like when it happened, like, I was like, oh shit! You know, <laughs> that night, I was brushing my teeth, and I was like, what? Fucking this and lap? You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I, like, saw the clip, but I, I wanted like, to see oh, the video. Didn't he know like, what the consequences could be? Like, what would would is that a true, genuine? Thought out. I don't know. I was gonna say thought out reaction, but that's like an oxymoron in itself. But um, you would know that doing something like that. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, he couldn't know how big it would become. That's just in the moment. Well, you know, he could have. Right. Like it's not like he slapped him right away. I think uh-huh. you've got to have some sort some of sense that you're on that, the fucking well, Oscar. For the amount of time it takes to at the very least, they have to save their asses. You're you're in a room full of A-list celebrities, and you're taking at least what was it six seconds, let's say, to walk up. To walk, yeah, because he walked up kind of slow. Yeah, he strutted, and I mean, you're passing several cameras. There's several cameras in any direction. There's like so many. But how much of it is like no human can deal with the fact that if they do something, all the cameras are on them. Everyone on Earth is watching them. He's more famous than anybody could ever have been until like that happened. But what I'm saying is like even as a person like him, he just can't deal with the fact of fame. Like, like that, he, it could become viral in seconds, you know, that thing, you know, well, it's like that aspect, that those guys you know? do. yeah, like, I don't, mm-hmm. maybe no one could, like, I couldn't imagine that every, you know, and then one day I get pissed or do something stupid. Think of the privacy I mean? like, that those guys must, like, yeah. feel violated, and rightly so, you know, they put themselves in those positions, but... I mean, I feel personally like pretty violated as far as my privacy goes. Just when you're driving, I see cameras and then everyone's got a fucking phone. You know, I'm riding trails and people are on their phones filming shit. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? So you're always towards you necessarily. Right. But it's Mm -hmm. exactly you're just it's like, fuck, man, you can't go anywhere without that. Mm -hmm. But imagine when people are just hunting you down Mm -hmm. for and then there's this other like, the opposite aspect is that we're always like posting ourselves online. Yeah. Well, they like, have to do it, that though, you know right? I mean? like, That's uh, why <laughs> selfies are gay. Okay. I was gonna but s- fucking <laughs> rock on a cock selfies are extra fucking gay. There was our Barry moment. All right, let's continue. Um, <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought there because of yeah. that. Uh, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> like we post ourselves on there. Not, not only oh, yes. like, uh, so, like privacy. But... I, was I thinking think I know why she's upset. For... It's because she thinks about the picture every time we say it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so celebrities, imagine the work that they have to do because of what you just said. They don't have the full control of 
virality, virality, I don't know what how, how to say it, but that happens on social media or in the media. Um, but they still have to post to help, like, guide it, right? To give something. I mean... To create a base of what they want to portray as opposed to just letting other people do it for I think them. there's a lot of really successful people that have been able to just remain off of social oh media. yeah for like sure dave Chappelle, for instance is uh, i'm not saying it's not possible i'm just saying the ones who have gotten in so far are like oh crap well now i can't like just disappear or i can't or yeah. maybe i need this it, it becomes so like a, a weird mutual it's got a pro thing. and a yeah, con it's yeah. at the <laughs> exact same yeah because if you use it right you can make a million dollars yeah you know exactly I mean, I've heard a ton of people say that Will Smith is like the number one promoter online. Like he's one of the most active of oh yeah, celebrities. I mean I follow him and he's constantly producing things. Mm. He's constantly posting. He's constantly being mm. active. Yeah, you know, and so, his whole family. I mean, maybe is. for him that was like a stunt. Maybe it was worth it. Maybe he's that's like, you know, that's why I was asking. Everybody's talking about me really right not now. Know the you know, like whatever value that brings, but I can't imagine it's like gonna ruin his career yeah somebody's I mean, still gonna offer him a movie somebody's yeah. still gonna give him some sort yeah of it'll be interesting to see what pans out yeah like with him yeah. and if you're like you know i'm not saying he is or isn't um right but if you're a you know like one of those guys who just wants attention drawn i mean mm -hmm. i'm sure that was like Right. You know, he might have been like, man, my last movie wasn't that good, which I don't know if it was or not. I don't know what his last movie was. Oh, yeah, the, I'm just saying. Right. I only and know the name now because like, I watched his fucking crying speech at the end. Yeah, because oh, obviously, <laughs> obviously his last movie was good, right? Because he won. What did he win? What was it? Was it Best Actor? King Richard. Yeah, King yeah. Richard. Nice. Pulling it out. Right. Yeah. What's interesting too is just like why we give a fuck, yeah. you know? Like the, right. so the, the think it's because you know, people uh, the, don't have the trial to the fucking yeah. Johnny Depp. We all give a fuck about that now, You're right? Shitting in the you bed know? is like, like memes are everywhere. Fucking, yeah, how like, great is it that Elon <laughs> called out? Like, how do you come back <laughs> from any, all of that? No, did did you did you see that? <laughs> he Elon called out uh, NBC and fucking all pretty much all the news organizations on Twitter, and he said. It's interesting how the same people that are, um, I, I, fuck, that I can't remember that, how he maybe, put it, but yeah, that, he's, that called him a white beater, that kind of thing. Or that like I, I, that. I have no, I, I cannot remember. I wish I could fucking remember, but essentially, he just called him out for. He was like, the same people that are questioning this, this, and this are the same people that have, um, that swept Epstein under the rug, that. Uh, mm. Fuck, he had he had like a whole. Well, list it, of it is interesting called, though. Oh, Hunter's how, laptop. He was. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. This is being like played out all over, you know, media. You can see it, but like the Epstein or Ghislaine Maxwell trial. They, they don't no, allow yeah. any yeah. media. No media. No cameras. Uh, no fanfare. No nothing. It was like okay. There was a page this. on Twitter that was following the trial and updating people, and that shit got shut down right, like three that, days, yeah. four days in. It's like your whole life becomes a reality show. Yeah, and it's ironic though. It's like it's so blatantly ironic things that are absurd. You you know what I'm saying? That because there's a big push for like for instance for veganism right now. If you're in the health world, there's there's a big push for that, right? Mm -hmm. For vegetarianism, 
Because it's somewhat yeah. like it's like woke adjacent. Yeah, right. but, but yeah, this is this is the absurdity of it to me, which I'm not giving that. I'm just saying that's one thing. But then those are the same fucking people now that are out there protesting the fuck out of this abortion memo that was leaked. And mm. it's like, mm-hmm. to me, that's odd. It's like, well, if you're mm. so against, you know, like taking yeah. life, mm-hmm. why are you so for this? side of taking life i don't understand it because you got to at least look at it and say well there's an argument to be had you know but they don't want to hear that argument at all and they don't want to hear that argument at all it's kind of like believe eating eggs is okay (laughs) so it's a weird there there's like (laughs) so many absurdities (laughs) like that yeah Yeah, honey yeah they don't yeah Well, yeah, man, it's so complex. Because in, in some ways, you know, they do the thing where they care about animals more than humans. So yeah. there's a little bit of that again, you could say, right? Mm-hmm. It's like... It's like a um, guilt. But it's it like, is a guilt. It's look, exactly look at this. It's Just shame. a few weeks ago, nobody could define a fucking woman. And now it's trying to take away women's rights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, wait a second. What the fuck does that mean? Because... Two weeks ago, it's we didn't know what right? the fuck a woman so, was. So what, what, now we know yeah. exactly what a woman so, is. So what I'm seeing, though, is like I'm really seeing it as it's doing it itself. It's, it's The absurd? It's, yeah, the choosing what's famous and what goes Snakes viral. eating its own tail, huh? <laughs> but it's like, it's like no, I mean, obviously everybody's acting and trying to manipulate things to get what they want. That's why that person... But there's so many fucking, cooks in the kitchen. Uh huh. Yeah, but when you step out, it's interesting just to ask, like, why, like, why Depp not Maxwell? I mean, is it all just a censorship thing, or is it also like what grabs the masses' attention? And well, I think it's, I think it's very specifically what grabs masses' attention, mm-hmm. and it's, I think it's I mean, being it's both, directed yeah. that way. You yeah, know, it's I definitely think... both. I mean, there's some direction, but that's a bad example. Um, if we, well, talk, I think it's we... a really good example because mm-hmm. the the reality of it is, going we on. as people have to take responsibility for this. It's not like the demon is just going to present itself and take over. You, we're feeding that motherfucker, yeah. and that's. But where... are we feeding it by like? Like, imagine if everybody got offline, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one, you know, EMP or whatever, right. and, and everybody's offline one day, and all of a sudden, all you're dealing with is going into your car, and you're going to work, and you see the people, you know what I mean? And none of this stuff even exists. Mm-hmm. There's no slap. Yeah. There's no fucking woke trans problem. There's no everything just disappears. You know what I mean? Right. Your immediate vicinity. Yeah, and that's all that's there. Right. I mean, obviously it doesn't disappear, but it becomes a different thing. And right. like right. everybody's but it's stops still a freak. problem. But it's like yes, there are problems. But you would meet there'd be one young teen they who you would meet and see going <laughs> through that thing. You know what I mean? And it you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be less like why do we have to hear about every you know one one right. school bans one book, one place has one bill. In well, one this is it, where is it is it is it, a, is it to an advantage or is it to a uh, to a disadvantage for us to know about things that would otherwise it's potentially affect us? That's what's because, so crazy about it. Yeah, yeah. and right. here's yeah. what I think on that. Right, I think there's always going to be problems there's always going to be issues that are out there they're they're just in existence and what we have to do is 
legitimately make ourselves more capable, make ourselves stronger, tougher so to deal with those on wherever they are. So if there was that EMP bomb and all communications were shut out, well, how are you going to get food? How are you going to get water? How are you going to get transportation? How are you going to move around? You, you know what I'm saying? Because you're not getting anything. So you got to have, you got a whole different set of problems Mm-hmm. That you got to figure so, out so solutions here, here, to and navigate. Here's what's the crazy right. thing: is like more capable, more means. You know that whole thing is what leads to what's going on. Sure. So it's like the internet is you knowing things about the world is powerful in right. a great way. Right. And it's also you got to find the balance because so but what, so right. this is that idea you that, got the extreme. But here's that book I've been reading: mm-hmm. this like technology book. It's all about. Like when you have those means, the extremes, mm-hmm. it's exactly right. It, it creates the extremes. Mm-hmm. When you invent the nuclear fission or whatever it is, fusion, I don't remember which one. Fission <laughs> or fusion, right? Fission isn't that the action is. of it? And then fusion is the... Well, they want cold, one of them, cold fusion is like the, would be less uh-huh. environmentally, whatever. But so you invent that thing and... Now, abundant energy, how much good does that do for the world? Like a ton of good, you could argue. Right. Maybe, you know. And then, but at the same time, it invents one of the worst weapons imaginable. And maybe like everything's like that. So there's this weird thing where we're so good at being more and more capable, more Mm -hmm. and more efficient, more and more, you know what I mean? And and the, the better we do that, the more power we get. Right, and the more power we get, the more like evil we unleash. We, we, the extremes. There's mm-hmm. more good, but there's more bad. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know, like I mean, how you like deal with that? Well, fact, I think that you know? you know, we were talking about this a few podcasts ago, and I believe this is that somebody had said to me, you know, the world would be a better place with more love and compassion, and I'm saying to them, no fucking way. There's already plenty of love and plenty of compassion, right? You've got to be able to build your ability to have range within that. So the more suffering that I can take, the more compassion there is out there. Then compassion doesn't have to be on this gauge that's so high because my tolerance for you know hard things is so small, right? And so then as the good increases and the bad increases, your tolerance to deal with those increase. And you're like... When you say, you know, you there's this great energy source created, but there's a bomb associated with it or, or a, a weapon, what about the weapon being created and then there's a great energy source that mm. came along from it? And so when we, when we switch those views, it gives us the ability to have some say in the outcome. Um, everybody wants like guarantees and i think that's the the problem that we're in it's safety it's protection you don't have guarantees you don't have safety and protection but you can mitigate things by making yourself more capable tougher mm-hmm. stronger but and I definitely have feel a tolerance like... to deal with more things when mm-hmm. people say right now i'm so sick of all the politics and i'm like you fucking pussy that's what they're trying to do they're trying to make you so sick of it that Okay, I just want it to be over, and I throw in the fucking towel, and they get what they want. People got to be like, "Fuck, this is great. This is fucking awesome. This is the fight well, well, that we're in." Well, well, here's here's the two sides as I see it, yeah. like, or some sides. Like one side is we can't change what's happening in the world as an individual, not as an individual, and so you do need to like figure out just how to deal with the facts, mm-hmm. right? 
Another part of it is... And navigate it. Yeah, yeah. And well, yeah, navigate it well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Make it easier in the right way. Right. But anyway, uh, right. Um, but another part of it is, what about the tend-your-own-garden aspect? Mm-hmm. That's an aspect, too. It's an aspect of choosing how far you participate. Right. You know, in, but that's, in the thing. I but mean, that's not yeah. at the extreme. You're saying mm-hmm. choosing how far you want to or willing to participate. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what we've got to look at is say, okay, well... People who just want to turn it off, that's one extreme. People who are just submersed in it and are going fucking insane, Mm -hmm. that's another extreme. Mm -hmm. Neither one of those are inherently healthy on their own. They've got to have one kind of We're in this crazy place. Like, how about this? Like, uh, I don't really want to, like, go to the abortion topic, but just to make a point about it. That's, it's such a great example of the problem, right? Because, you know, I had this great talk with my girlfriend this morning about abortion in general. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I've never gone that deep before on both sides. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to like recap it or nothing. But the one of the main aspects about it is that because of, uh, let's say, modernity, and so now you have the extremes being sex positivity, the not extremes being we all have sex with multiple partners before or if we ever get married, mm-hmm. um, birth control, um, all, all these aspects, the degrading of tradition, the less marriage, the um, single fatherhood, you know, uh, you know, thinking you can have, you know, multiple families. Like I have that situation with, you know, uh, uh, you know, different parents and different houses and, and then the other person gets married again. You know, what I mean, all of that stuff is what contributes to the environment where abortion is even an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it, it wouldn't even be an issue if it wasn't for all of that stuff. So it's like all these like modern problems have created this thing that wouldn't even be a thing in the past as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you still have the fact of abortion in it, you know. But if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, we all go out fucking all the time, mm-hmm. to put it blunt, you know, vulgarly or whatever, then it wouldn't really be an issue <laughs> as much as it is in the same way. You wouldn't need facilities that do millions of them, a, you know what I'm saying? Like... It, it gets crazy because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all just another example of this modern situation w- that we find ourselves in, in which there's all these like problems that you are in some way like unsolvable. I mean, obviously, and that's the thing. Again, you know, it's like you do what you can to like um, in the situation that we're in and the facts that we're in. And you somehow, I don't know if you can like how, how much you can choose or not choose to participate in that stuff, even in this environment. You could be not sex positive. Yeah. You could be monogamous. Yeah, but you could, you could also be, you know, be responsible. And that's right, the thing that, right. you, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to go out every night like hooking up with a different person, but it also doesn't mean that you have to be abstinent until you get, you know, married. But, right? but what those things did in the past... What happened was, I mean, because, like, how do we deal with this fact? Yeah. Okay. This is, men are horny as fuck. Mm-hmm. And we're biologically made to be since, like, 12 years old. And it's a thing that maybe women can't, most, some women can understand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, but a lot, a lot can't. A lot can't. Is that right? Yeah. And it is. Frankie. And when it goes wrong, <laughs> like, and, and it can go fucking wrong, too, because you could get, like, the whole thing about when there's, like, frustrated males. Those become, like, ISIS people. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or or warriors, you know, bands of warriors in the past. You know what right. I'm saying? Channeling that. Yeah, you have pedophilia. You know, you have all this, like, weird, you know, all this stuff develops because of this, like, 
powerful natural force. Mm -hmm. And we need to deal with that like as a people. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was we civilized ourselves. We created this like thing that and, and ways to be that were the best ways to deal with that. So for instance, marriage being that example and having kids and having a family. And that was how a man maybe, I mean, I don't even know this. I'm not married and I'm in the fucking modern mm -hmm. culture. This is just like a theory. Right. Right. No, and, I feel like it was kind of developed as a, institution of the church you know I mean, well yeah but but okay i mean you could put it but the there was still there was still cooperation though you know man has always needed to have a, a woman and a woman's always needed to have a man for sure and whether it's been like yeah. monogamous that you, you know that coexistence has always been important right mm -hmm. has always Absolutely. had to happen and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. then again whatever type of union that you yeah committed so, yeah, to you always still had has a family that. yeah i just mean this modern version of marriage of this like mm -hmm. you know i because i think in past at least in a lot of different cultures you saw kind of almost different versions of poly amorous i don't think it's but, true that that stuff's as um, maybe not super as, prevalent as some of those guys but, think. but there were versions of it for mm, sure right know? i think I it's mean, i think it's crazy rare like if they when they look at the anthropological i heard a thing right? about like three thousand cultures that they had studied i think we talked about it i think i might have said this once on here mm -hmm. and the amount that were actually polygamous poly, they say polygynous right like biologically something like that um was really low it was like a super low number like crazy low but when you talk when that dude the Rising Sun, read, who wrote that book? The fucking... Uh, Chris something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I don't book know if about I ever read that book. Yeah, I never read it. Yeah. You know, but that that scene, they over Oh, yeah, no, it. yeah. I remember now right. that book was, had some bullshit in it for sure. Right, about that there was a lot of cultures where men had lots of wives, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't believe um, yeah. it was to that extent at all, but right. I, I think yeah. there are definitely mm -hmm. some... Yeah, so all I'm saying is, though, is that, you know, you got like a powerful natural force, which is human sexuality or whatever... And so we need ways to channel it because you can't suppress it. You can't, you know what I mean? And so that's what traditions were, was like ways to, and then we like eroded all that stuff. And then what happens? Yeah. Furries fucking in yeah. a dog bowl. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? I like, see that video I sent you <laughs> on uh, Instagram of that pony lady. Yes. The fucking, yeah, that shit was disturbing. Just connecting with your inner child and continuing pony play. Pony play. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so connecting. With yeah, yeah. I've seen. Head. I've seen some of that shit on like YMH. They've they've done a few videos on. That's that the thing. What ha that happens when we don't have <laughs> as much, you, you know, kind of struggle, right? Is that you got to create. See, it's always going to be there. There's always going to be a set of problems. Mm, so yeah. it just you know changes. To another set, right? Right, it, right. You, you don't or solve. Like Isn't that what that word like transmute means? It kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, it, mm -hmm. it it's always going to exist, but it exists in a different form or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you make yourself right. able to, you know, be versatile, this is again, this is why I think fucking everybody should do jujitsu. Literally, because it teaches you how to be adaptable to situations as they're, you know, happening and. Where I think meditation, still meditation is great. I love doing that. I still don't think it's as effective, at least to operate in the human experience, right? 
I don't think it's as effective as getting into the zone when you're rolling, right? To me, that's moving meditation, dealing with stresses and pressures and, you know, challenges, and you're coming up with problems at the same time, you know, you're in just that pinnacle of places to be. So the more that you can build yourself into doing stuff like that, then as these changes occur, you can have a an amount of input that you want to invest in something like that, right? A lot of people are on their cell phones and shit, not by choice because they're fucking addicted to it, right? A lot of people are doing, like a lot of people eat fucking sugar. They know it's bad for them, but they're addicted to it. A lot of people do things because they're drawn in and they don't have the, um, the self developed in that area to deal with it. They never put that time and effort in. And whereas I think art is a good, you know, way to build the character, where I think music is, where I think um, philosophy is, you know, all of those types of things, I still don't think they allow you to cover the range of everything like jujitsu. Jiu-Jitsu gives you philosophy. It gives you architecture. It gives you, you know, building. It gives you harmony that you'd find in music. It gives you, and it allows you to fucking fight at the same time, right? And that becomes that primal thing that we have as individuals that is in us that then helps us control that sexual drive. And I think that, you know, most people are going to be followers, right? So I, I think that the institutions are great for most people. But I think what we don't want to do is prevent the outliers from being able to explore and expand and grow because they're the ones then who take things to another you know, level and, and move it in a direction that it never truly gets stagnant, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, well, I'm hearing one interesting thing from yeah. you, which maybe I'll just throw out there because yeah. it's interesting. Um, so Brett Weinstein talked with um, this dude, uh, uh, Jonathan Pajot, mm-hmm. who's like a symbolic thinker, uh, religiously symbolic thinker, you could say. And um, Brett Weinstein said to him on stage back, that it was like him and Jordan Peterson, and uh, all three of them were on stage, Jonathan, Jordan Peterson, uh, Weinstein. And so Eric has this thing that he does, or uh, Brett, I always get them confused, um, where he says that of all the worldviews um, that we have to choose from, that science is the best one because um, it allows you to um, tell why all the other ones work. That was like one way he put it. But it, I think he's saying like it allows you to to like examine and experiment on all the others and to so right so makes sense right Mm -hmm. that's what he says and then this other dude jonathan the way like he thinks is it's something like um that religiosity is like your where you're standing and from which angle you see everything Mm -hmm. from so to him he would say that brett his religion is science Mm -hmm. so that the that's his highest thing. That's the place where he views the world from. Right. Right. And the way you talk about jujitsu sometimes, 
it's kind of sounds like that. Not I'm no, no negative way of saying yeah. it. You know, no, you're like, I, I you know what I mean? But uh, I because, tell people that that's my religion. That's right, where right. it's because we'll we'll have conversations. Mm-hmm. Oh, monk, warrior, uh, you know, which one? You know, you got art. Even you, you just laid all them out. This is what mm-hmm. made me think of it. You laid them out. Art, music, uh, study, whatever you call that. Uh, and then sitting meditation, maybe mm-hmm. the spiritual aspects, and then the, the jujitsu. And from all those, you use jujitsu to view all the others, mm-hmm. right? So it's like it's it's your point of your vantage point or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so I, I just thought that was an interesting because the 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 view going around online I've seen is like that um, we can't not be religious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Because we just don't understand what that word means. Yeah. And one aspect of it, at least, is this like vantage point thing. Yeah. And it's the view, it's the lens yeah. that we see. It, it's what we... My jiu-jitsu glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it tells you what's valuable, what yeah. matters, you know. Shows you things. Uh-huh. You know, the, the reason, though, and I think this is an important point, that I place jiu-jitsu in that realm is because jiu-jitsu can transcend all of those barriers. But to be the this philosopher, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The philosopher only had the opportunity to be a philosopher because there was warriors that laid the ground for that philosopher to have time to think. But this is interesting, right? though, because you're you're putting you're even doing this. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're putting jujitsu up here. No, I'm putting jujitsu down okay. here <laughs> as the growth. Well, it, it's the but, but the, the, thought, the thought before from, you did yeah. that. The thought before jujitsu yeah. was up here. Well, well jujitsu is because it's jujitsu is the, yeah. the stability. Well, right. Because yeah. I think well, the body. This the, this is yeah. where I think like somebody would would be you know let's look at some of these great modern thinkers right. Hmm. Most of them that I know at least really it, to, for them to be capable warriors right would be pretty fucking hard because they're older takes a long time to think about those things and to formulate those ideas and so it would be extremely difficult for them to be capable warriors but a capable warrior would very easily be able to become a great thinker right given see, see, the see, time again you've put, because you've put it at the top right what's that the the, the, the no, warrior the, aspect no i'm uh-huh. saying the warrior is the foundation uh-huh. because with that foundation well, it, you can't go lower than that but the great thinkers, the great thinkers can get fucking crushed. So you're saying if there's not a warrior. <laughs> much about the hand yeah. position. But, if but that's what's going on. Yeah, because, but if there's because, not a warrior base. But this is the whole point. Is yeah. that this is the, Well, so let me just acknowledge that point, yes. you know, because that is how that society thing is structured. Right. Priests at the top, warriors, right. or, the body supports the head. You know what I mean? Like all that. Yes. Um, but at the same time, with this whole thing, not to argue with yeah. you, but I, you know, because I see this happen a lot. So yeah. um, uh, your view tends to be that of the warrior, which is dope. Okay, right? No, but well, you misunderstand. Well, and the warrior is the vehicle. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Well, so the others then, <laughs> had to have taken a ride. What yeah. I'm saying is, you being the warrior, you get to then drive mm-hmm. the other people. They had to take a ride on someone else's back. It's happening right now. If mm-hmm. there are not warriors in the world, and that's true. then yeah. things get taken over, and the right. philosopher but that doesn't, doesn't mean that, have that the doesn't, place to philosophize. That doesn't. That is true. 
Right. That is true. The musician and, 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 can't and, play and music it's, it's if somebody's true, not that's, protecting that's, the fortress. It's true. Right. And even on a, both on a societal and a personal level, there's truth to that. Right. Right. But there's also truth in the idea that a, a proper philosopher mm-hmm. could also, I would think, say the same thing. That from where he begins... Because his everything is nested to him in philosophy in the same way that for you everything is inside of. I don't want to make this like about right. you, but, but but how many philosophers know. have gone over and stopped the war right now in Ukraine? Well, of course not, because that's a warrior's job. But how many warriors? But how many warriors have like I don't know how to put that. Uh, but you know, forwarded, forwarded the, the the wisdom of the I, ages. Or I whatever, think yeah. many. I think you uh, look at that they have Alexander it. the Great would be of course, of Musashi, and I think that again, of course. that's what I'm saying. Becoming having wisdom like let's let's go back to somebody like brett weinstein right and i would um surmise because i'm i'm not an expert on him i know who he is i've I've listened to him a fair amount i uh understand some of his positions but i i would suspect in the philosophy world he's kind of to me you know like didn't really start to gain the wisdom until he was in those 40s and 50s up until those periods i would say he was a very smart guy but i wouldn't say even bruce lee the you know like father of mixed martial arts he wasn't he didn't have a lot of wisdom because he was 31 years old there's only so much wisdom you can garner in that short of a lifespan right yeah and so you got to look at that and you got to say, okay, so he was, he was brilliant. Mm -hmm. He was amazing. Whatever. There's even an in time you should start as the body and and then later in time you can be a philosopher. I mean, so then that philosopher who's up into that age, Mm -hmm. but what about you could be a warrior along the way. But what about the artist then? Same thing. You could be, (laughs) you could be a musician and a warrior along Uh the way. Well, so we could be all these things. But um, when you become the master you know, musician, mm-hmm. typically, not for maybe a savant, mm-hmm. but typically you're going to be older because you've mastered something, right? Yeah. But if you didn't master being a warrior along the way, it's extremely difficult to be 50 well, so here, here's the thing. and to start to be so, a warrior. So here's what I'm seeing is we have, right now we have like four or five, you could say, worldviews are like ways of being. Mm-hmm. Art, warrior, uh, spiritual, right. you, could say, you know what I mean? Um, and... With the idea that we have to be religious, I would say any one of those mm-hmm. can become the one that contains the rest. You know, because you can mm-hmm. you can be a warrior artfully, and you can be a warrior in art. You know what I mean? You can like use any one of the lenses but, inside but the other one. One has a way more. Um, See, because you're putting that one at no, the top. No, no, I'm not you're putting, putting it, it at the top. You, everything I'm, is. I'm contained, saying and that's it's fine. a bottom. Position that's, one has of course, of course, way I, more options for you. What I understand the saying, point that it supports the rest, but yeah. when I'm saying it's above, what I'm and I'm saying it contains is because the lens you're always looking at is that lens. I'm saying right? that somebody, let's say this, somebody who's a philosopher, musician, okay, yeah. does not necessarily have the same range of tolerances that somebody who is a warrior musician. So what do you mean by range range of of tolerances? tolerances. So, okay. So here would be tolerance. War, right? 
hardships, right? Fucking anything like that being pushed around. But the what thing about would be, if you're the a thing musician be, the thing would be and a philosopher the hardships and you're all going be, up against fucking Suge Knight, but the, right? It's all, it's all in the bodily but, form, exactly. Like those hardships are bodily form. Correct. Whereas like That's a meditator, first. but like a meditator, let's say, as an example. Right, the or, meditator can't they meditate. Have, but wait, but they have all of these hardships that they go through, but on a different level. But they're it's allowed like a, it's to a different level because of experience. the person who's meditating, right, They'll get fucking killed if there's not people protecting the area for them That's to meditate. True. Because people will That's come and true. take. But we what got we got to be able to separate the different aspects of this. I think so. so what's if interesting? You as the individual, though. But mm-hmm. this is what I'm saying. If you and the individual, there's always gonna be the threat that's trying to take from you. And so if you are stronger and more capable, if we understand that we are this first before we're this, right? We are. But are we like this before? Yes, that's the combination of everything, the spirit, (laughs) right? But that's what you're trying to do. You get the foundation first. That's what I see all of these like. So this is what I see with these old traditional martial artists, right? I saw this all the time. And that's that they wanted to say the Japanese words and they wanted to act Japanese and they wanted to, you know, even have the the Japanese like us voice that you would have, you know, that you'd see on, you know, samurai movies. But they never wanted to put in the hard physical work. And so they thought that their really cool 10-step technique was actually going to work against somebody who is just powerful and is going to run them into the fucking ground. And so it's like, well, okay, let's say that we're going to look at that technique as being the superior thing to be because it elevates you above everything else because you're using efficiency. Superior elevates. Yeah, Right. correct. So technique, I would say a philosopher mm. is falls into that. I would say a musician falls into that. That's the art, the creativity, the mind mm. expanding. Yeah. But the mind doesn't get to expand the same way if the body isn't there, right? right? What about but, the people so who build... manipulate their surroundings in order to not have to do those things, but make other people do them for them? I think they're very far and few in between. I think that that's great if you can build yourself up. Well, what to that. about like celebrities? What about? Um, but look other at how fragile celebrities are. Look at how many are on medications and drugs and yeah. No, I'm know, just saying like, like they let the other fucking <laughs> yeah. well. All right, take celebrities out of the equation because that's not. But what look I'm at saying. martial arts celebrities. What about right? politicians? What about not everyone who leads and guides cities, states, um, districts has been, you could say, a warrior? But they have no. to have good. But I'm saying they would be. They would abilities. be better off if they were warriors first. That's what I'm saying. If they were warriors first, if they they don't have to be, you know. SF combat soldiers, they don't have to be like black belts, you know, they don't have to be at the elite levels of But there are still things, some challenges they that they have to face that. in figuring out how Correct. to play chess, basically. Correct. They still have to be physical and primal and understand. It's like this whole elitist attitude of you don't need guns to protect yourself or you don't need people call them, you know, assault rifles or anything like that. And those are people who have people protecting them saying that to people who don't have the ability to have people protecting them. So they've got to create equalizers, right? So these are people that if they understood, 
you've got a lot of people that have been in the military who understand that, who say, well, no, people should have enough firepower so, to So what, to I, what I'm hearing is, is like, we're trying to organize all these different, like, archetypes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and because in the same fashion as you're saying you need that warrior aspect to do his job for the the other aspects to be able to mm-hmm. function Correct. it goes both ways yes right because right. And, but and you've got to look at what but, would come first mm-hmm. that's well, the I'm, only difference so because the other side of it is you could even say you know the violent animality the the fight that aspect um can be out of control and what controls it Mm-hmm. is the other side of that right. thing. Is but the, it's is the, much is harder or the, It's know. much harder to try to develop it than mm-hmm. it is to control oh, it. Oh, so here's a cool mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a conversation with um, someone yesterday, and they were saying that... Now, I haven't really looked into this, but based on my experience with working with babies, like in infant rooms, um, I kind of could place it. They were saying that... Uh, you don't, like, when you're born into this world, you don't become aware of, it's like, you are aware, but it's a different kind of awareness. It's, it's not, um, it's more like you're picking up data, right? As you're a baby, you're just hungry. You are just functioning to be alive. But then you start walking around, or you're trying to start walking around, so you, like, touch things. You move them. You put them in your hands or in your mouth or whatever. You grab onto stuff. You climb. And you're just picking up data as you're doing that. And then you're, like, you become more, like, it's like you have more agency. You have more of a mind of your own. You start building a particular personality after, like, watching people around you. Uh, hearing sounds, you know, you start mimicking mannerisms, whatever. Um, And that doesn't happen until, like, after you're born. So, kind of with what you're saying, in a similar analogy, is you have to, you you know, your body is your vessel. So you have to know how to use your body. You have to know how to use your vessel. But it happens at the same time as a kid, you know? It's like your body and your mind... I mean, that's what they found kind of. with, like, cybernetic stuff is that they've had a problem, like, developing uh, the, a way, the way to perceive without having a body. So I think we maybe somewhat artificially separate those two things, like a mind and a body, mm-hmm. whereas in some ways they're really the same thing. Um, like a, a robot can't tell what a chair is unless it can have a body to be able to sit in something. That's like the basic idea. Otherwise, it's just like, you know, I don't know. I don't totally understand it, but that's like But like a baby that's born into the world doesn't know what a chair is until later. Right, but it knows what's sittable. It knows what's touchable. It knows what it can walk under, on top of. Kind of. Pick up. It knows what it it can pick up and knows what it can drink from. But it doesn't know, it doesn't know like the consequences of it. So like it can Mm. walk across a surface, but it Mm. could be a dangerous surface. Mm. They could walk on a a windowsill mm. and to them that's a safe surface because they can feel yeah, exactly the so, hardness. so yeah yeah but so it has like i've heard them put it as, it has a valence so it's safe it's dangerous it's scary it's so the world exists like with meaning even and and it's easier to see so like how many i i'm not gonna say it's happened many times but 
people who live in apartment complexes and have babies and have balconies, they mm. have to put things like safety. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't jump up. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't like crawl through mm. just because out of curiosity. It doesn't understand mm. that. Yeah. So it has to like, so I mean, that kind of ties in also with what we were saying earlier about creating a te- like the environment for someone to learn um, and letting them learn on their own versus not letting them learn on, on their own. There's some things you have to intervene that you have to offer, you have to teach and some things that you don't. Well, and, uh, uh, and a lot of it's, going to be values as well like because for instance i would imagine if i had a kid he would be put into or she would be put into a much more uncomfortable environment more frequently and so then what they navigate through is more uncomfortable than a lot of other kids right like the kids here when they were young and granted, they were four and five when they started, right? But wouldn't even allow them to have an environment that they could cry in. No, but you, I'm you even talking I'm younger. Right, I'm I, talking I get it. Like no, I, physical body, I get into it, but, mind. But you, but I think when you create those things, that they're going to navigate within those spaces, and that's going to formulate how they perceive the world those as they start to. Those are the boundaries to, that you set within the teaching correct. environment, and yeah. so. Then going back to what what I would think. Now, there's a line that you don't want to be abusive, right? Because, again, we got extremes. But if you put your child from a young age where there was more things that were uncomfortable, more experiences for them to brave and experience, more things for them to, you know, like interact with, that they would have a much like broader view of the world than if that kid started out in a very safe, controlled environment. I'm not saying there won't be ones that break through that, right? But that person's going to be in that very safe, controlled it's the, environment. It's the, it's the devouring mother problem. Correct. And so right. that's where you I think... You want to protect your kids, but you can't too much. I mean, what is... Uh, it is like, a hard balance, though, because then there's some things that people would say, oh, this is considered negligence or... Sure. And um, nowadays, yeah. things were considered negligent that in the past were completely normal. Right. 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 And maybe good, too. Maybe and, healthy. And right. really good. And that's where, again, you get this, these aren't people that understand. They're not people that, you know, again, the, the, the word warrior is pretty fucking overplayed. So they're not, like, tough physically. They're not utilizing they're not embracing being able to fight they're not embracing you know the the conflict of the world and so they don't have the ability to navigate that so what they want to do is they want to pretend like it won't exist by making all of these rules that are contrary to things that are going to exist right kids are going to fight well what have we done we've now created a fucking environment where kids can punish each other you know 
day and night, 24-7. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Only through right. social media. Because before, it's like you go and you settle it. Now there's zero tolerance. And then and everything so, you've ever said is up there forever. Right. You know? And it has a different Picture lasting you've ever taken is up there like forever. Like effect. <laughs> Every, I think. It's funny how you... Yeah, it's totally okay. This is very mature, is all I can say and will say. Um, but I was going to say, it's interesting how... Um, it has a different lasting effect whenever you bully somebody online and I'm going to use the word bully here or like give somebody a hard time versus settling it in person I think we could just end it on that actually we could to commemorate the maturity (laughs) commemorate the maturity I'm down all right (laughs) <laughs> Don't forget to follow and subscribe. We are on YouTube, um, Instagram, Ascent420 Photography. There's some cool photos on there if you want to check out. Um, there are no nude photos on there. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, just don't forget to follow and subscribe. Share if you want to keep up with our stuff. And um, yeah, K-Tips.